0: Hello and welcome back to Part 3 of this week's Trilogy of Too Much Time on a Hand podcast. Um, thanks for listening to Parts 1 and 2, I hope you have. Uh, you'd have seen some cracking, well you'd have heard some cracking conversations, you haven't seen it. Um So we are on to the final part, which I've already mentioned, but I'm dithering now because it is quite late.
1: It's now 10 to midnight. <laughs> it's <laughs> 10
0: to midnight, so we are on to Too Much Time on a Hand's mm.
1: nights. Nice. Um, (laughs) The problem is we're all quite old now (laughs) We'd normally be in bed by now
0: Too much time on our hands Past (laughs) our bedtime With that Third part, Sean, take Mm. it away
1: Well uh, What got me thinking about this topic Was recently um, I've been spending a lot of time Getting into YouTube channels And actually I find myself increasingly watching more YouTube than television now. I don't know if either of you are doing the same thing. (laughs) It's basically like pick your own telly, because Mm. you can choose anything. It's fantastic if you're into gaming or, you know, films or whatever, you know, this kind of thing, really. Um, It's great because you can just look it up, and there are some really, really good shows out there, some which are kind of very high production and um, Mm. almost like little TV shows, really. Anyway, my usual... Kind of subscriptions had um, Fallen off a little bit And I I didn't find I had enough Content to watch so occasionally that happens Then I'll go looking for like a new show To start watching Anyway I stumbled upon a show called The Game Chasers And um, It's a a show about these Two Texans Who go around Collecting old video games Now It's you know, fairly kind of high production values, or at least it's well done. I don't know if their their budgets aren't very really high. I don't think, but they they sort of do it in a in a the style of American reality TV, so it's along the lines of something like American Pickers, if you've ever seen that. Yeah, one. it's very similar to that. The kind of similar format with like talking head bits and then them rummaging and you know all this kind of stuff, and basically they go across. Apparently, Texas is this fucking holy promised land of retro games where you can walk into um thrift stores and flea markets and no matter where you go you're finding stacks and stacks of uh, NES games and consoles and <laughs> you know Dreamcasts and Saturns and Neo Geos, whatever the hell you want, you go to a flea market and there's just stacks of them everywhere. You know, it's amazing. As someone who likes retro games but lives in the UK, this is just mind boggling to me. And because I sometimes go to Carby's house and you never find anything. You find PS2 sports games and that's about it, <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. FIFA 07. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it just got me thinking because these guys, basically, they go around and they're picking games up left, right, center. Now, they're picking up way more games than they could ever play. Like, ridiculous amounts. You know, they'll go along, they'll say to the vendor or whatever, how much are your games? And they'll be like, three bucks each. And I'm like, seething. Because, <laughs> you know, like I would just love to be able to like pick up NES games <laughs> for like, pound fifty or whatever, $3 uh, translates to. Anyway, they're picking up these stacks and stacks of games. And to them, it doesn't matter, like, is this game good? Who cares? That's not what they're no. after. What they're after is, do I have it? Mm. So they have like their lists on their phones or whatever that says everything they've got in their collection. Because they're going for complete collections. So they'll say, like, I want every NES game ever made. <laughs> I want every Super Nintendo game ever made. Doesn't matter if it's shit. Doesn't matter if it's, you know, um, FIFA, whatever. Doesn't <laughs> They just need it to have as part of their collection. And it just got me thinking... You know, to me it kind of sounds kind of crazy, but then the more I start to think about it, the more I kind of realise I do do things like this. And I just wonder if either of you have ever uh, found yourself buying shit for the sake of owning it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Easily.
2: <laughs> and and actually, uh, on the video game front, uh, it, it's been it's been like that. For instance, I own the version of Dead Rising two that came with the uh, the pen. That was oh, yeah, a yeah. Uh, that was a syringe of of zombrex, the drug that apparently <laughs> keeps the you know zombie uh, the zombie virus from taking over your body. And literally, just because I saw it on a website and thought, you know, I need to own that mm. f- for no reason <laughs> I can discern. Yep. In the same way that I bought the Legendary Edition of Halo Three because it came mm. with a, a life size um bust of the Master Chief's helmet. For no other reason <laughs> that, you can't wear. that you can't wear. No. <laughs> and, the, and I have the um I have the Fall of Reach. Um no, and that's the, cool. The right? Halo Reach is uh like the bust of the of the main characters apart from your main character that you play. Um you know, there's a statue of all of them and it's a big thing and I bought that for no reason other than to have it. Mm. I have three different versions of Halo Reach. Mm. Um One is the Legendary Edition that I've never touched, apart from to get the statue out so that I can have it on display. Um, And two versions of the Limited Edition, which is the kind of black box insert with Captain Halsey's diary. Mm. And basically, so that I could have one Limited Edition to keep out on display... The Legendary Edition also has the limited edition black box with the diary in as well, which I've never opened. It's in there unsealed. <laughs> so I have three of these diaries <laughs> at home. One that I said to Jolie, I need that one mm. so that I can play with it. You know, and I can read the diary and I can look at all the inserts <laughs> and stuff like that. The other one so that I can have it on display mint. <laughs> and the other one, which is just at the Legendary Edition, I would imagine is probably never going to be opened ever. So... I just, I have this thing. But it's the mm. same with like season passes. Like I bought the season pass for, um, you know, Fallout 3 just because I I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any of the content. And, but, yeah. the, but the fact is, I haven't played yeah. all of it. I just bought it because I wanted to have it. Because I was just like, oh, God, I've got to fucking have it. It's, you know, a, ho-
1: it. it's oh. a horrible feeling when you really want to buy something and you know full well, I'm never going to play this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a horrible yeah. feeling. It is. <laughs> I, but, I, but I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, yeah. Thank God. You know? And you see, so it's,
2: it's like, um, it's like that scene in Family Guy where Lois goes on that, uh, shoplifting binge mm. and she's like in the car afterwards smoking a cigarette and she just goes, oh, and burns herself with a cigarette. <laughs> oh, you know? it's like that release of sort of, oh, fuck, I've got it. I've got it. You know, it's fine. I don't have to worry about it anymore. But I mean, I look through my, my game collection and like, you know, the Duke Nukem Balls of Steel edition that I was talking about <laughs> earlier in um in part one or part be uh, yeah, part one um mm. that we've done this week. I, I have that purely mm. because I was like, Oh I've, I've got I've just gotta get you know, it's Duke Nukem Forever, I've got to get gotta get the, the, the best collectors edition that I can possibly get in this country. Mm. Just just have to have it. Um <laughs> and I fucking hate the game and I hate all the tacky shit it came with. I think it's bollocks, but I've got it, and, I, and that's good. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I thank god. I ha- I have a Halo Reach controller for the mm. Xbox 360 that I've never used because I've just just I just I, you know, it came out and I just, I I I just had to have it. I just I bought it because I wanted it. I remember you said as well that you have a um a blue and white N64
1: yes. from Japan. Yeah I That I, you
2: bought just because you like
1: how it looks Well looked. I already own um two NC for prior to that. <laughs> I had one for my um one yes. for my bedroom and one for the living room. One for your bedroom.
2: Dude, yeah. your wife is a very understanding woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's well into it man. In fact I can tell you a story actually. We were um going to, we used to go to quite a lot of car views actually um before we ran out of room in our house. So we had to, <laughs> to kind of stop um just to stop buying stuff. Now we were wandering around and I was looking out for retro games and you know, this is why I was kind of so jealous at the game chasers being able to just find this stuff on a whim because I never used to find anything. Anyway, very occasionally you will run across something. And anyway, we ran across this stand um, where this guy was selling his N64 and uh, you know, a few games I already owned all the games he had um, a few controllers and I was like sitting there, one of them was a red N64 controller and I was just like thinking, I was like, I've already got probably five or six N64 controllers is <laughs> so you could only plug four in. So like, do I really need an next? I was like, I don't need an extra controller and like I resigned myself and I was just like, I was like, oh, um, Jade, my now wife, said to me, she was like, oh, you're not interested in that, you know, the N64 stuff. And I was like, no, 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 I've got, I've got enough. And then she, I was like, I've got enough N64 controls. And she, was like, she was like, yeah, but this one's red. I was like,
0: right. <laughs> Marriage material. <laughs> I was like, she gets it. <laughs> she totally gets me. Yeah. <laughs> I am, um, speaking of collector's editions, mm. I was I bought into the first time Call of Duty started doing the really crazy prestige editions. Mm. So sitting upstairs, I after I decided I needed to spend 170 pounds I think on it. It was oh god. I have um on mounted on a uh, plastic head <laughs> uh, under my bed now cuz I don't need it uh, a set of working night vision goggles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most of that
1: scene in Stepbrothers. It came with uh, Modern yeah, yeah.
0: Warfare 2. Um, and I have used them once to spy on the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, poor cat. Like so unsuspecting I, I, cat. <laughs> um, Modern Warfare 2 is... Uh, we were talking about it in one of the other parts. It, it's, it's a great game. But... If I could go back and just spend £40 on it, I think I probably would, rather Mm. than... Mm. Because the the night vision... I feel like I should say... I I wasn't just spying on the cat. This is a fascinating story. It was knocking a mouse off the the table every night when we went to bed, so we were leaving the mouse on there, just sitting up, the the (laughs) mouse up on the floor. So I'd come down... I snuck downstairs. and saw the mouse (laughs) sitting on the chair, (laughs) the, the table, and just spying on it with my night vision goggles. And... And it just looked at me and went, "I can see you. <laughs> You're an idiot."
1: <laughs> What's
0: that shit on your face? Yeah. What's all
2: that? <laughs> you dickhead. Mm. It's true. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I bought, um, I bought uh, after Attack of the Clones came out, of which, obviously, in the pilot, Dan revealed he considered Attack of the Clones the best <laughs> of the Star Wars
0: prequels. Which, if
2: you haven't listened Two, to
0: Two, them... Five and then Return of the Jedi, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: If you haven't listened to the pilot, uh, you can you should you should skip until you hear us talking about the prequels um, and listen to Dan's frankly
1: limp justification <laughs> for why he thinks yeah, it's if you the take best out prequels, the story, the characters, <laughs> the yeah, world, the mature, pretty
0: yeah. much everything in the film then it's the best one. Yeah, if you yeah,
1: leave I mean, the
2: title, Star Wars, uh, then yeah, but um If you wanna hear I, me get torn and <laughs> you arsehole, that's I bought um I bought the the toy, the Hasbro toy that was out at the time of Slave One in Django Fett's blue color scheme. Just, just because, oh. and I've I've never got it out of the box. So just, just because, mm. and and I have it just because. And, and in the same week, I bought a Force Effects lightsaber. Oh, I've got one of those. I, want I of, of... of loops. <laughs> and it, and it did get used. It does get used in my room <laughs> in the dark
1: we... when I'm. Trying to amuse myself or my wife. <laughs> now, know, we, just, we had a phase where, like, like, a couple of our friends and I, we each bought each other one of those, and we had lightsaber fights with them. Yeah, like proper weapons, because that was part one of the selling points that you could, you know, like mm. actually hit them. Because when you hit them together, they make like lightsaber noises. Mm. They're fucking cool. It that, is cool. <laughs> and <laughs> what's also cool is if you're doing it in the dark, mm. turning it
2: on. Yeah. The blade. <laughs> yeah, gr- pumps properly, from the yeah. bottom to the top. Yeah. But I have it sitting on my shelf. Mm. I' oh, it's not there. Airfix model kit. So, oh, what things. have you got? I've got um, Anakin's lightsaber. I've got Luke's, uh, Basically, one. Luke's original. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've it's got it's Luke's green, green
0: one. Yeah. I've got a constructible one.
2: Oh, have you got the builder blade? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, I say uh, I've it. got it. Um, and this will be a test to see whether either of these people are listening to this podcast. I, um, Sarah um, took it. And gave it to a friend. <laughs> I said, it's fine. She's, she's loaning it. It's fine. So it's not currently here. So if you're oh, listening, I'll please give it back. No, no, I don't, <laughs> want, I don't, I'm fine, I'm fine, fine. <laughs> please return it's, to it's, Dan. What, do you, time, you do lose something with it. And now we've just got into the fact that we really love collecting these things rather than this is an issue and we should really look mm. at it. But I, but I have drawers of stuff
2: that I, that I haven't touched. Mm. I mean, it's, I bought it because I thought, you know i oh, just i just really want to own this yeah. and and actually there is no reason on god's earth why i would ever even open it um you know for example um uh <clears throat> yeah the airfix models i was i was just about to sort of talk mm. about the, the um, i i love airfix models i love building models of like world war 2 tanks and all that sort of stuff and i i have tons of them. Mm. And I buy vintage ones because I think, oh, I'm going to get around to building this. That'd be really good. You know, it's a really, it's a really nice thing. It's a really light. It was one of the very first ones, you know, the thinner plastic, blah, blah, blah. Never going to make it. Mm. It's just going to sit there in a box forever. I'll probably pass it down to Vinny and he'll have the good sense to, you know, sell it <laughs> to some really nerdy <laughs> collector. I have now four different versions of the same Aston Martin James Bond car from Corgi, <laughs> mm. um, which was, uh, which is the gold one that celebrate the 30th anniversary. I have these just sitting there. I've got, I, I, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I said to people, Oh, I collect them and these are like that, but I've never bought any more than that. I just, I got <laughs> just to a point like, where I was four. like, Oh, I've got them, but I, I think yeah. of myself as a collector. It's and it, funny, it's weird. It? I'm not collecting anything. I'm hoarding stuff. Yes. I'm buying things and I'm putting them We're in a just... box. And I'm just sort of—I'm trying not to make eye contact with them <laughs> because I'm because I'm trying not to look at it and go, "Shit! I remember how much money Rem- I spent on of it." Yeah, you yeah, know that's a that's a fortune of my salaries. It's bizarre, is yeah. that are yeah. now worth nothing. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's
0: bizarre when you spend uh, seventy pounds on a. um a action figure who in a minor character from yeah. a Star Wars film that doesn't say a word. This
1: is why you like attack of the clones best, isn't it? It's because you Kit have to Fisto. justify why you no, spend I 70 love...
0: pounds on a figure. Kit Fisto is one of my one of my favorite Jedi.
2: In the mm-hmm. first uh, podcast the pilot we did uh, Dan described how uh, comforted he felt by his 12 inch Fisto, um, <laughs> which we all thought was code for something else, like our friend Kenneth in the drawer, um, but actually turns out to be a 12 inch or 13 inch model? 12 inch. 12 yeah.
0: inch model of the Jedi Knight Kit mm-hmm. Fisto. Yeah. And um, it's the only one I've got. <clears throat> I had Han Solo. Couldn't bother mm-hmm. with that. Sold it. What's a sold Han Solo. The yeah. Empire Strikes Back Han Solo as well, which is the coolest Han Solo.
2: Yeah, sold solo kept fist
0: open. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> but this God almighty, that's really the problem loved isn't it? the attack of the Clones. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not collections. I, like nothing I I can't say I've got a a sizable collection of anything.
1: Mm.
0: Like with the exception of like DVDs, CDs, maybe comics. Yeah, but at the same time what that shows is
2: that all of us have quite sizable collections of utter crap.
0: Yeah. I, no, I th- well, I have collections just of
1: nothing about my yeah. house. I think the the difference is like when you watch like an American show like Game Chasers, yes. America's a very different place. Like yeah. properties are a lot bigger. Yes. E- even if you're bottom end of the pay scale, yeah. you can have a decent sized house yes. in the US, right? Mm. In the UK that's not the case at all. And generally our rooms are very small. We generally live in quite small houses and so so I find the limits of my collections are like literal size. Mm. Like I would love to have like just a ton of games, like a gaming shelf, and have like stuff mm, on display. Too. I've just got to to display it now, and that's the like the unfortunate reality. Yeah, yeah. I bought a,
2: um, I bought a a, a a little action figure of um, uh, the Jedi Knight, the other Jedi Knight with dreads, um, uh, Kinlan Voss. Mm. I bought a little model of him purely because he's one of the lesser Jedi Knights, and I thought at some point maybe it might be worth something. But he's now <laughs> sitting on a think Adam does. I went to a sci-fi convention and I met the guy that played the last engineer from Prometheus. Oh, wow. um, I spoke to him a lot and, and you know, very nice guy, guy called Ian something. I'll, I'll bring it back. Anyway, I don't know why but at the time I thought the best thing that I could do was to go to one of the expensive stalls buy a model of the engineer, get him to sign it, mm. take a picture of him holding it after he signed it and in my head I was thinking, well this is gonna be worth some money. money and actually yeah. I found myself going round this place to all you know, to all the signings and stuff, paying these people five, ten quid for a for a picture, a signed picture of themselves and then a little photo with me. And actually I looked I look at them all now on my wall and I think, apart from the fact that I've got Admiral Peart, the last engineer, um Yvette from Alo uh Hair <laughs> Flick from Allo Allo <laughs> The rest of the people that I got on that day are complete nobodies who I who I have no idea about. But while I was there, I was sucked into the whole thing going, mm-hmm. I've just got to get everyone. Like, you know, I've, I've got, I've just got to get everyone. I spent a fortune on I've, that day. I, I shudder
0: to think how much mm-hmm. money I spent on I've, stuff I don't want. I've got a folder upstairs of the, the people I've met. And I've got, I've got a Firefly. Have I shown you my comic? Uh, Serenity. Comic. Uh, yes, you. Yeah, 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 signed by nearly everyone. Mm. Uh, and that's, I suppose, a collection. Um, and I've got the same one with the Battlestar Galactica box set. But that
2: will, that I would imagine will be worth something at some point.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not that fussed about that. I, that was, I, I spent money on it, but it was enjoyable. I met the Firefly, something I'm quite passionate about. It's, yeah. it's a TV series I adore. Um, <clears throat> so to, to, to give back to the people that gave me so much joy from 13 episodes of something. They got cancelled far too soon, I, I'm quite happy to do. And, but I, I, I understand. I know what you mean. It's really easy. To, when you're at a convention, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I need to go and yeah, get it.
1: whipped up yeah. into a frenzy. They know yeah. we're suckers for it. Like, all these companies, they know yeah. it. The video games companies who make these special editions. Yes. The DVD companies who make special editions, they know we're suckers for it. Yeah. They know we're going to fork out for it. Yeah. Mm. We do. I've, I've only recently started buying special editions of stuff. Like, recently, you know, you must know about this whole Amiibo craze, right? Yeah. Oh my so generally all new Nintendo games come out with a special box version with Amiibos and our Amiibos, about a year ago, everyone they were like the new beanies, mm. where everyone thought, I'm going to retire off these <laughs> <laughs> if I buy them and keep them in the box, I, you know I'm, I'm going <laughs> to not have to work beyond the age of 60 um, So, you know I got a little bit sucking into that and i was buying all the special editions and going oh the amiibo is going to be really rare because it only comes with this um like first print of the game yeah and you know, I take them home, and my wife's like, "Oh, come on, let's get them out and use them." I was like, "No, we can't take them out of packaging. You can't take them out." No, no, no. And it's like, have well, you not well, seen Toy like, Story Two? What are you going to sell them? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? You're not going to sell them? Are you going to sell them then? I was like, no, I'm not going to sell them. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, what is the justification? So, I don't know if I'm I'm doing it to make money, which I'm not, because I I always think I'm not going to sell that. I don't want to sell it. I want it. I want to own it. But at the same time, the justification is always that will be worth money one day. That might be worth money, so it's a weird, like, convoluted I've just logic. Start, I've just started getting into Lego, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, with that sort
2: of thing. And actually, the first step I've taken is, is like I said earlier, that um, that model kit of um, uh, Ray's speeder, the little red sort of industrial thing mm. that she rides around on for about five ten minutes at the beginning of the film. I bought the kit of that and. In my head, I was like, I was thinking, I'm, I'm going to make this when I get home. I'm really going to enjoy it. It's going to be really mm. good. Um, but I haven't brought myself to open it yet because I spoke to some dude who said, "Oh, if you stick stick it in the loft for six years, uh, they'll they'll stop making it eventually." So, mm. then, but then, so then collectors will want something like that because it's only in the film for about five or ten minutes. It'll be one of those things that people are like, "Oh God, wouldn't it be amazing to have like a mint in the box version of Ray's Speeder Kit?" And then I was in Tesco's like last weekend and I saw that they'd bought out a new version of the carbon freezing chamber on mm-hmm. Cloud City and it's only like 20 quid and there's that part of me that's just like if I just buy it and I put it put in the it, loft it'll be worth it'll be worth a fortune in the same way that the the um the death star the original yeah, death yeah, yeah. star model kit that was on sale for about 170 or 180 quid mm. now Six years after it was after it was first released, if you have it in the box, mint, it's mm. worth a fortune. Mm. I mean, three
1: grand. They're going for on eBay. But I wonder whether all this, like you know, high prices for these kind of collectibles. I wonder whether it's something that's specific to now. It's our generation or older, mainly, it's people a little bit older than us who are massively nostalgic about stuff. I mean. We're kind of like one of the first generations that have been given almost like free reign to be obsessives Mm. over something like this, Mm. over like films and TV. So it's all, you know, the things that are so collectible now are all like, you know, Star Wars and Alien and all these kind of franchises that come from like the 70s and 80s. And the same in video games is like the NES era and the Super Nintendo, you know, really collectible, high price kind of stuff. Will, when we're all old and bored of all that shit, when we've kind of lost our nostalgia or we've collected all the stuff we want to collect, whatever, or when we finally pop our clocks, will there be more generations after us who still want that stuff? Or will it just be relics of the past that no one gives a shit about? I well, think it's more so mm. than
0: ever, personally. How, um, Sarah collecting her Harley Quinn stuff. Mm. Um, it's so easy to find the stuff and they're creating so much more exactly. of it. Exactly. There's so much of it being made now. Yeah. But I, what I think you might have hit on there is I think there might be a, like, kind of like a critical mass mm. before everyone goes, well, I can't fucking afford to keep up with this. No. <clears throat> so I either want all of it or nothing. Mm. So I think the perfect example of that is you've seen these pop vinyl figures.
1: Yeah.
0: I brought like the <coughs> Mal Reynolds one round last time and, and I'm determined to not start a pop vinyl collection because... That becomes expensive because they'll release every character of every TV series, of every film, of mm. every game. Um, so I've dis- decided that I'm going to, I've got Mal Reynolds, I've got Poe Dameron, and there's a couple more I'm going to get that's of, of when they release a Gambit one, I'll get that. I'll probably get the Captain America one and I'll probably leave it there. Those are like the, the, my Mount Rushmore mm. of, 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 of
2: no see, that's the thing I yeah. I now now Force Awakens has come out I I want and I put on my little wish list with my yep. family for my birthday I've said I really want a Kylo Ren action figure yeah. that I can keep mint and I really want like a Rey or uh you know one of the lesser sort of like you know little bounty hunter characters you see at the beginning like on Jakku where, when you know Rey's like a scavenger mm. You know, something like that, because that might be something that becomes it. Or I want the die-cast model of Kylo Ren's command ship or the Lego kit. And I just kind of think in my head, oh, I just need something from those films. I just Mm. need something. But I know what will happen. The second I start getting these things, I'll start seeing them and I'll think, all right, I think I've to get I've got to get the the rest of these Mm. okay I think I think I want a Han Solo as well and uh, and a Chewbacca would be good and oh and a Princess Leia there's a Princess Leia one over there okay and Poe I Mm. need Poe and a Stormtrooper and I need the (laughs) X-Wing I need the special for special ops TIE fighter you know the BB-8 comes out
0: Thursday and I'm pushing an eight-year-old up the way to get it yeah
2: yeah, that, that is exactly the level of sad that I think I will get with this
0: so What me and Sarah have started doing is they've re-released all the Batman animated series action figures. So we 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 looked at each other and we said we are going to collect these. Mm. But they keep releasing more, and so and and they're not even that rare. We go to comic shops and we see there's about four or five that we haven't got, Mm. and we're like, we'll just get the one. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like it's because at some point they will become rare and they will be hard become hard to find because everything Mm. eventually does because there's so much new stuff. That it just gets churned. Ooh, um, ooh. Uh, the turnaround, ooh, the turnaround <laughs> is, um, is, is so quick that you, you lose all the old stuff. Anything that's a month old just goes out the way. And then mm. before you know it, you got something new. But so what we're going to end up with is half a collection because we can't bring ourselves to, we'll be in the comic shop
1: mm.
0: and we'll pick one of these up. And at the same time, instead of picking all of them up, we'll find something else that takes our fancy instead. Have you seen, for instance, the um, the uh,
2: the relaunch? Well, not relaunch because they were never made, but the the kind of the the retro. Well, what are they? They're like new vintage, like yeah. as in um, based on the old Kenner. Oh, oh, the Migos? Star Wars toys Like oh, no, well, yeah. there well, was no, but they made Alien figures, mm. and they yeah. also made. um oh, I know that, you mean. Stuff, you yes, know? So, that are kind of that look like the old Kenner yeah, Star Wars yeah. toys, but are but aren't, aren't oh, being okay. made now? Yeah, I was in a comic shop recently, and I saw the entire range of the Terminator ones: the mm. Carlbury, Sarah Connor, the Terminator, mm. and a couple of a couple of other things that were there. I also saw the Alien range with with um, uh, you know, Kane and. The, the Xenomorph looking mm. fucking ridiculous in you know, yeah. actual form, i got to say. Um, Dallas and uh, Ash and Lambert and, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, that's that probably represents maybe a couple hundred quid, but maybe I can justify buying them and putting them in a box? This is the thing, like, though. Yeah. Like, it's no it's a funny
1: mentality, isn't it? Like <clears throat> Because... Will, would you ever sell those things I can this is the problem I have is that sometimes I think like that I think oh, I will buy them as like an investment but I know full well in the back of my mind I can't part with it because I love to have it I love to own yeah. it and owning yeah. it is the, where I get the joy from not making money from it so I just think these things we're, we're never going to part with
2: how can it's like People who own an antique shop, mm. they do it because they love antiques and they obviously have a nice collection of their own things. Yeah. But for everything they have in their shop that they stock, they have to be able to go, this is here so that I can sell so it. it. <laughs> so that I not yeah. own it. So that I can not own it. This is here so that it gets sold so that I can make some money. Um, and there's part of me that wonders every now and then. Did I buy my Flying V guitar because I needed to have a Flying V electric guitar to play in the band. Or did I buy it just because I wanted to have a Flying V? Mm. For no other reason than I just wanted a Flying V. And actually, I know for a fact that the only reason I got a Flying V, which cost me, you know, quite a lot of money for a one, one-time purchase, I bought it just because I simply wanted to be on stage holding a Flying V. <laughs> <bee. laughs> And that was it. And now it's it's hanging on my wall and has barely been touched since since our band broke up. And it's just there and I look at it guiltily every time thinking, that cost me so much money. I guess though that's different though, because that sort of thing, if you keep it in good condition, if you keep it with a nice hard case, eventually a guitar like a flying bee, because of its iconic shape and because of its because it's iconic, it'll be worth something more <clears throat> than what I paid for it. But not for a long time yet. No one's gonna want a two thousand and eight reissue in two thousand and sixteen. <laughs> mm. Maybe in you know, twenty fifty, someone might be in or twenty fifty eight, someone might be like, Oh my god, this is fifty years old, this is a fifty year old, you know, flying V mm. But by that point I'm not gonna give a shit about it. Vinny will have it. You I know? it's like <clears throat> I
0: don't know, I think I think I don't think there's any harm in <clears throat> in getting joy from buying something as long as it's not to an obsessive level so like if you're one of these people that has to be the first person at convention when they're announcing a new toy that's that's a concern and if you have to if you've spent more than you have available in spare money uh to, to to fund it then that's a problem but I think if you get joy of having, owning a collection of something, it's not the end of the world. I, I'm, I no, think that's okay.
2: I, I don't. I find it difficult because I spend a lot of my time getting worried about the fact that I've got this one bit of a collection, but there's a whole other lot of things in this collection that I could have as well. Mm. And I, I, I see what I've got as representing just a tiny bit of the collection that I could have. And I think, oh, I just I want it all. I mm. want it all. And actually, it's not so much being obsessive about what I'm collecting. I obsess about the stuff that I can't get. Yeah. Like I, I, I really, if I, if I wanted to, if I really thought about it, if I had a mad moment, I would walk straight into Toys R Us. Yeah. I would pick up every single box of Star Wars Force Awakens micro machines, and I would take, I would take them off the counter. I would buy them all. I would get them home. And I would put them up on a shelf, and I would sit there just like going, "This is amazing." And I would, I'd be picking the boxes up, and I'd be looking inside mm. them, and I'd be really enjoying just like trying to get a glimpse of the, the back of the thing that I can't see because the card is there, and you know, thinking, "Oh God, what's that back there?" I can't see anything, and I'd, I'd love it, and I'd really enjoy it, mm. but I don't because I think in my head, if I do, that somehow means that I'm wasting my money on stuff I'm never going to play with. Mm. But there is that part of me that is just that when we go past Toys R Us or we go into Toys R Us to get like Vinny a new toy or something, I walk past them and I I start obsessing about it mm. and I say to Johnny, Oh my God, did you did you see that? There's, 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 <laughs> a, there's, there's in that micro machine <laughs> thing over there, there's a Kylo Ren in there. That's really good. And two <laughs> versions of a Tie Fighter, and one of them's damaged. <laughs> awesome <laughs> and like the you do remember the old micro machine play sets the ones that were like a head of Boba oh Fett they were amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. i only have one of those yeah i have the um i have the death star one yeah i have the death star one but <clears throat> for a long time i obsessed over the cloud city one which was a um i think the cloud city one folded out of um i think it was an imperial guard the red imperial guard i think it I it, it folded hmm. out of him and there was a cloud city bit and a had a little um, little Han Solo and carbonite that popped out of um, mm. the carbon freezing chamber and there was a Luke and a Darth Vader that could fight. I obsessed over it. And I still obsess over it. I still go on to Google and type in Micro Machines Best Bin There, enter, and look at it just so I can zoom in on the picture <laughs> and have a look at this thing that I remember when I was about 15 or 16 years old wanting more than anything. I remember the sad look in my dad's eye when I was 16 years old. He said, "Oh, you you had a thought about anything you want for Christmas?" And I pointed at the 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 Micro Machines Hoth (laughs) playset and said, "I really want that. Like that's that's awesome. I love that film. That's so cool." And I I know my in my dad's heart of hearts, he'd never say it to me, but he probably was thinking, "I wish he'd asked for like a new rugby ball or I don't know, or a guitar, or just something like a little bit cooler." because it must break a dad's heart sort of lifting her, for a 16-year-old <laughs> yeah. son, a kid's toy that says 8 plus <laughs> on the side, you know, small parts contained within, don't leave alone with a kid. It must have broken my dad's heart. And I, I guarantee you, Binny's going to do the same to me. But actually, I think maybe because I'm with the same mindset, I'm going to have my heart broken because he's going to want the rugby ball. And I'm going to be going, are you sure you don't want this Hoth play set? Because <laughs> <My>, uh... <laughs> we can play with that together. <clears throat>
0: My, my, while you're out, (laughs) my, uh, you might be in for a pleasant surprise because my, my friend is, um, he's got a little boy and, um, he's been growing up and my friend's a gamer and he was, his little boy's into Star Wars and, um, uh, Marvel stuff Mm -hmm. and Disney stuff. So he bought him Disney Infinity and it's basically been an excuse. For him to buy every Disney Infinity figure <laughs> to add to the collection, um, and then the Lego Lego Dimensions has to get that obviously as well, of course, hundred percent. And you know, I saw him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll leave it there. There's some, some other stuff as well, but yeah, he. So he's he's got this massive Disney Infinity collection. So That's amazing. you'll probably be something similar. I, really to that, I would imagine. So. Yeah.
2: So it seems to me that we started this conversation having a think about when does collecting become obsession or Mm. when does collecting become a fetish Mm. and actually I think we're no closer to discovering what the answer is because I think my view on it is troubling on many psychological levels because I obsess Mm. about the stuff that I can't have and obsess about the things that I have because they're part of a broader range and it actually seems to me that we are like Sean said part of a generation that have had more freedom than any other to, mm.
1: like you say, you're, to the, the disappointment in your dad's eyes is because probably he, his just generation just had you know this is completely you know aliens. Then. Yeah, maybe when the films came out, they were like, oh, I'd love, I'll get a lightsaber toy because I'll, I'll whack
2: my friend around the head with mm. it and it'll be hilarious, <laughs> you know. Whereas I saw I saw the Empire Strikes Back and I wanted mm. to have something that I could pose scenes from the movies, you know. I want to be, oh, this is the bit. Where he blocks that lightsaber blast that goes and cuts through mm-hmm. that pipe over there, perfect. And His... my sister would touch it, and I get really angry. You know,
0: here's here's where it's changed. Uh, the the current generation, and this might be saying a little bit about our age, but nerd culture is oh, I hate that term, uh, is is as such that instead of setting up scenes uh, with little figures with Lego, which I'm sure people still do, people go to conventions dressed as their favourite characters. They do. Which, um, thanks to 3D printing, thanks to the internet, is a fantastic way of showing your love for something w- without collecting something, without setting up a scene, by actually pretending to be one of your favourite characters at a convention. And I know dis- describing cosplay is, is is nothing new, but it's 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 a nice... Way of doing it, and that's what people, from my experience, people maybe a little bit younger obsess over a little bit more now. They, uh, they'll dress as Commander Shepard and then they'll go, but I re- also really like, I don't know, um, I'm trying to think of an example, um, I also really like, um, someone from game of thrones i don't really watch game of thrones um so i i'm going to want to dress as those but that's going to be a little bit more expensive but i also want to dress as ray from uh force awakens but i also want to it's exactly the same as us collecting things it's it's an obsession that that's very expensive probably more expensive than us picking up the old lego uh piece or or a complete collection of star wars action figures but it's it's kind of the same it's it's the point the point is the stuff that we are into is it involves obsession um because there's so much out there especially with the internet now. Mm. Firefly is 13 episodes but I can log on to the internet and I can spend a year looking at firefly fanfiction or a variety of brown coats I could buy or mouse pistol which I look at every now and then and consider buying for 200 pounds. Or just so much stuff, and and the obsession is it carries through to collecting things, which is where it can get uh, maybe a little. We can get a little bit carried away with certain things.
1: I think the difference is when if you love something, then by all means um, show your appreciation for yeah. it, and you know, express your love for it by buying stuff and displaying mm. stuff yeah. and enjoying stuff. I think where it crosses the line is. Um, is where, like I was talking about, these retro game collectors, they'll buy the the good games, they'll buy the games that they were nostalgic mm. for, that they played when they were a kid, but to complete the collection, they'll buy a ton of shit that they don't like, that isn't valuable, that means nothing to them, and it's just so that they can say, I've got a complete collection. Mm. That's when I think it like crosses a different line. That's when it becomes like collecting for collecting's sake. Yeah, I would agree with
0: that. Mm. So, should we wrap this
2: up? Mm. I would, I would say, if didn't wrap up, this has been a very good therapy session. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I was
0: gonna, I was gonna say, I feel like I've got a lot off my chest. <laughs> one collection that we're proud of that we own, and one that we're a little bit ashamed of. Okay. Mm. So, who wants to start? I'll start if you like. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what I'm proud of <laughs> is the problem. I'm a little bit ashamed that I have bought Firefly six times because every time I've lent it to a friend, I've been thinking about. Ah, oh, they're watching firefly now oh, i could be watching firefly now i'll buy it again i'll buy it again they can keep it it'll be a present it'll be a present so i have bought it six times and then i bought it on blu-ray and then they released a steelbook on blu-ray so i had to buy that as well um and then i think i've owned three different copies of serenity um and i do watch it fairly regularly i think it's all on netflix still but um I, I have to, just the thought of someone else watching it makes me think, I really want to watch it now. And just talking about it makes me really want to watch it. So yeah, I bought Firefly six times. That I'm, that I'm kind of ashamed of. Uh, collection I'm proud of. I don't know. I don't think there is anything. I'm, I don't, I don't have like a full collection of anything that I can think of. I'm nothing obsessive. Although I obsessed over Cards Against Humanity, uh, booster packs for a short period of time where I was like, oh, there's a new boost back there. I realized they race about 20 every week. So yeah. um, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, my, my, I mean, my CD and DVD collection spring to mind. I've, I've, I tend to collect directors and just obsess over a director or like the Coen brothers, for example, I will then go and have to buy all their movies on DVD and then on Blu-ray. And, you know, that's a little bit sad, but I quite enjoy that. Uh, one last thing on 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 problems with at least collecting the things I enjoy, comics, for example, that's a never-ending cycle of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I promised myself there was only one comic I ever really truly needed, and that was the first issue of X-Men that I had Gambit in, which is Uncanny X-Men 266. And I got it, and I've got it upstairs, and now I still look on eBay going, but this one's better quality. Uh-huh. And I go, and then I need the one before it, and then I need the one after it, and then it'll be, then I need the one before that, and then I need the one mm. after that. <laughs> and the fact that this was 1991, and that was uh, Uncanny X-Men 266, mm-hmm. says that I will never be fully happy <laughs> with the collection. <laughs> so yes, Uh collection you're proud of and ashamed of. Uh
2: a collection I'm proud of yeah. would probably be my comic book collection. If yeah. only because I've managed to—that's the one collection I have that I've managed to keep the things that I really wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like the Star Wars Tales collection, no, the Star Wars Clone Wars collection, um, the Hellblazer series. Uh, big fan of the Constantine character, mm. um, and a few little choice morsels. Um, you know, like the Serenity comic books. Uh, I've got a couple of them mm. that I just—I just like having couple of the Terminator omnibuses. I just kept it kind of slim, just Mm. things that I really enjoyed, and I wasn't really interested in seeing the other ones anyway. Um, The one I'm ashamed of Mm -hmm. is um, back in the uh, 90s, uh, McDonald's Happy Meals that were being uh, sold at the time. I have an entire (laughs) collection in there, Salophane wrappers of the My Little Pony um, <laughs> what? Um, I was wondering why you so little, sheepish then. Of the My Little Pony toys. Um <laughs> and I've got I've got every single one that was out in that series or, on that particular year. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't Do you have know. any other Happy Meal collections? collection? No. I don't know. I just I, I have it and I Amazing. I just Yeah, I don't job. know why. I don't know
1: why. <laughs> got a lot off my chest today (laughs) yeah Sean. okay well like dan you you know i don't have any many complete collections i have Mm. a few things i suppose but smaller things i would say the one i'm most proud of is probably i've got pretty much every n64 game that i've ever wanted or would like to have Mm. and i have um two n64s and i have my prized blue and white uh clear you know transparent n64 and to be honest that does bring me so much happiness because i have it in my lounge it's not plugged in because it's a japanese n64 so and i don't have i have one japanese game and it's a very text heavy rpg (laughs) 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 so it's completely unplayable um but nevertheless I, i look at it and genuinely every time i see it i fall in love with it like, I, I promise you that's true. Like, look at it and it is the most beautiful thing, in, well, apart from my wife. <laughs> it is the most beautiful thing. Like, I just, I'm obsessed with it and I just look at it and I'm just so happy I bought it. That, the other thing I've recently more been collecting, uh, these to have heard me banging on a lot about Nintendo Wii recently. And I've been, um, kind of like gathering a collection of Wii games over the last couple of years, and I've probably gone from having about 10 to about 70 now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I'm, I'm not going for like a... there. Are, there's 1,700 Wii games total, so There's no way I'm yeah, yeah. ever intending and getting... And there's so many shit ones as well that, yeah. you know, this stuff I wouldn't want. But there are lots and lots of very good Wii games, and I would like to own all the good Wii games. And so it kind of got a little bit a, bit out of hand recently... The other day, I paid the most I've ever paid, because this is one of the good things about collecting for Wii, is that most of the games are, are, are actually really cheap, comparatively, especially for Nintendo games. And then you can find a lot of really good games, like third-party games, for dirt cheap, like super cheap. However, I paid um, a fair amount of money for a for a used game recently, and that was Fire Emblem uh, Radiant Dawn, and I paid £54 for it. <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's a pretty rare... RPG and um supposed to be really good and I just had to have it for (laughs) some reason I could have bought another Fire Emblem game I haven't played any Fire Emblem games but I was just like I need that one it's on Wii, I need to have that so (laughs) so they're the ones I'm proud of Um, I'd say the only thing I'm probably mildly ashamed of is I guess I've got way more amiibos now than I ever intended to (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They're kind of fun little figures, so I don't mind too much. There, uh, there is one thing I started collecting completely pointlessly, which is um I bought the first uh, Wheel of Time book. Robert Jordan. knew aware of these this series books? It's a fantasy um, series. Yeah. It's got many, many books, and I think they have got to about well How many did they? Is it a, more than a dozen? Definitely. Oh, yeah, it's
2: definitely over twelve. Yeah.
1: Um, but. I, I bought the first one and it was like a nice sort of old fashioned um, edition where it's like it got actual artwork on it because a lot of the later editions of the more modern style was just like, um, you know, like a say black or something with a symbol or something, mm. you, you know, like all books seem to be like that now. I like okay, kind yeah. of proper ones with proper artwork and I love mm. books with proper artwork on. So anyway, on my first one. Then I saw the second edition and I was like, oh, I'll buy that because I'd read the first one. I was like, OK, I started reading the second one, didn't really enjoy it got you know halfway through and just gave up gave up on the series but when i saw the third one i was like oh but i've got the other two in that style of artwork so i <laughs> bought the second one then i saw the fourth one the fifth one the sixth one the seventh one and suddenly i've got these robin <laughs> books no intention of ever reading i literally i didn't i, I got bored of the second one. i was like ah, i'm giving up on this today even i saw two that i didn't have I didn't buy them but part of me was just like oh jeez I've got to get them. I've got, <laughs> I've got the others in that like set. I need to buy them. So yeah that would be probably the, um, the series that I'm kind of ashamed
0: of. Just I, I, I thought of one. I've got five different copies of Monopoly. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah that's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. So I've got the standard one. There's the Star Wars one from um, uh, just after Revenge of the Sith. The, you know the really good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, just between me and Sarah, My Little Pony Monopoly. Wow. Jay and Silent Shrop Bob Strike Back Monopoly. Yeah, that's pretty funny, though. Yeah. Um, what's the other ones? Um, I think I've got Lord of the Rings Monopoly. Yeah. And I still need to buy Mass Effect Monopoly and Firefly Monopoly. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I you, see, you see what I'm that's yeah, a problem that is a uh, what problem what I like yeah.
2: is that it's. I still need yes, to, exactly. to buy yes exactly
0: and then I saw the Fallout 4 monopoly and I, I, I've played yeah,
2: there you go you see that in a nutshell encapsulates our entire conversation mm. yes exactly I yes. still
0: need to buy mm. and you know what I've played two hours of Fallout 4 but I look at it and go <laughs> I think I'd enjoy that monopoly more than I'd enjoy the other monopolies yeah. it's exactly <laughs> the same game
1: it doesn't make yeah. any
0: difference but still nice I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah, let's wrap up. Oh, no. So thank you for listening to our witterings throughout the week. Uh, you can contact us on facebook.com forward slash TMTOOH. Uh, or on Twitter, which is at 2MTOOH. Um, um, or you can email us, which is still, I think, hello chaps at gridirongentleman.com, <laughs> which is a bit of a weird one. Uh, that's my other podcast, but, uh, email us anyway. It will confuse a few people, and we'll probably answer them on the wrong podcast. Um, We'd love to know some topics for the future. Uh, I think we've missed out a few questions from people, but we'll get to them, I promise, next week, and a few opinions. Um, Can I
1: just give a quick plug to the blog as well? which is um, tmtooh.wordpress.com, and if you want extra content from the three of us, uh, small articles and whatnot, then uh, check that out.
0: We'll, uh, we might condense that down to by then com, because mm-hmm. I think we'll buy the, the, the domain. Possibly. I think it's like 20 quid or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, really important, uh, notes. Please, uh, leave us some feedback. Uh, iTunes comments go a long way to pushing us up charts and making us better known. And the further we push up the charts, the quicker we get better known. And if that happens, then world domination is surely just a couple of days away. So, uh, thanks for listening. I'm Dan. I'm Tom. I'm Sean. Sure. Thank you very much. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.